It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, Emmy fans, what a drama for drama actor. Billy Porter's just pulled ahead of Bob Odenkirk and Jason Bateman. What does that mean for who's really going to win? I'm here with Daniel Montgomery, Joyce Ang, Marcus Dixon of Gold Derby. I'm Tom O'Neill. I'm the editor. And I'm just going to say to you guys first, I told you so. I've had Billy Porter out front to win this thing for a while now. He is the Joel McRae, I mean, excuse me, the Joel Gray of, of uh, the, uh, you know, he, he won for the equivalent MC role in Cabaret at the Oscars. So, I, and I think he's the man of the hour. Uh, who wants who wants to tackle this topic? Uh, well, I'm I'm sort of torn in this category. I might move Billy Porter up. I think I I have Bob Odenkirk. Like as soon as I the prediction center open, I think I just put Bob Odenkirk in there because I had him on top during the nominations. The more I think about it, though, the more Billy Porter makes sense because Pose. I mean, all of these shows, the eligible uh, seasons aired a, a a year ago, pretty much. Uh, but Pose came back. Uh, during Emmy voting for season two. And he's been uh, really prominent this year. He had the big Oscar uh, dress moments, the, the, the tuxedo gown <laughs> moment. He, uh, he was in Taylor Swift's video for gay rights. Uh, you need to calm down. He, he feels very, he feels like the man of the moment uh, in that way. So uh, I'm, I'm tempted to move him up. Um, it's hard to tell because you know, Pose did reasonably well in the nominations, but he's the only actor who got in. Um, none of That's his because Game of Thrones first. took up everything. Yeah, Game of Thrones took up everything, but Game of Thrones doesn't usually win acting awards. That makes it really hard to figure well, out. Well, who's predicting Kit Harrington? <laughs> yeah, I'm not predicting Kit Harrington to win. Um, I, you know, I don't think they're going to go there. Uh, they might. I mean, I, who knows? But um, yeah, I think I think it's that three-way race. Porter... Uh, Odenkirk and Bateman, um, if they remember Ozark and Better Call Saul, then maybe, but otherwise it could be Porter. Yeah, and uh, Poe season two is, I think, wrapping up just when final voting starts um, in August. So if he has something like big and splashy, there's going to be a lot of coverage for the finale, so that could help him too, if people are just watching and it's like, oh, Billy Porter, he's the only Pose actor I can vote for, like, there you go. Um, and another like interesting thing about this race is like the past eight years, the winners have come from either a first year show or a final year show. And only two people fit that mold this year and that's Kit and Billy. So if you want to choose one of them to keep that streak going, I would choose Billy. <laughs> but I too also have Bob uh, at number one, just because 
I want Better Call Saul to win. <laughs> and Emmy. That's a terrible um, reason, Joy. <laughs> probably switching eventually because I did that two years ago, even though I knew Sterling was winning, but I switched to Sterling like right before because I knew that was happening. But last year I put Matthew Reese at number one right after nomination because I was like, everyone else is going to vote split and he could win this and he did. So nobody's bigger than Billy Porter right now. I mean, he, we did a, an Emmy host poll who should host the Emmys and Billy Porter got a ton of votes. So there is such love for this guy out there. And, you know, some of these boneheaded Emmy voters may think that he's eligible for the season airing now. And that's definitely, <laughs> of course, a lot of them do. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, even though Ozark did air basically a year ago, some of these voters are just watching it now. And the way Netflix, you know, produces or, or streams their content is different than anything else. So it's it's hard to say, oh, it aired a year ago. Some of them are still watching it, you know, as we speak. Uh, Bateman has been leading our predictions for a while. There was a time when, when Odenkirk, he may still be, I have to look at the experts' predictions, uh, was ahead. But um, what's, what's uh, Joyce, go back to you for a second. What's your best argument for a Jason Bateman win? Um, you know, actors like that show because he won ozark, sag right yeah he won sag and um ozark got four nominations at sag he made it in last year it got two directing spots last year he retained his directing slot this year um and he's you know everyone knows and has worked with you know jason bateman you know for the past like 30 something years uh so he feels like he's kind of due for a win but i could also see this kind of being like a kevin spacey situation for him where he obviously number one for House of Cards and won't ever, but he won two SAG awards, but then never translated to an Emmy win because the first time he won, uh, John Hamm finally won the Emmy. And then the second time he was overtaken by Rami Malek. And I, I could see this kind of being like, you know, Billy Porter being the Rami Malek, like the first year guy from like this hot new show winning the Emmy over this veteran that you might think was ahead just because of the SAG one. What is, uh, Daniel, what is your best case for Odenkirk? Uh, best case for Odenkirk is that they like uh, Better Call Saul consistently. Uh, they've nominated him every year. Um, and he's overdue. Uh, it's well, he's overdue for this. He does have a, an Emmy for variety writing from a couple decades ago, but uh, he's he's never won for acting, um, and he's been playing this role since Breaking Bad. Uh, so so he's has all those years of of, of being due. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, is there enough? Is there still enough attention around Better Call Saul? Is there enough awareness that? Bob Odenkirk hasn't won an Emmy for acting, or even if there is, is does he have that sort of strong sense of it's time for us to give him this award? Um, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, they just uh, feel yeah. content to nominate that show because it's never won anything. Yeah, they nominate, you know, that and uh, poor Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt in the comedy races, they might go without ever winning an Emmy. <laughs> the funny thing is, um, Better Call Saul in season four, it, it doubled its acting nominations. It got in Giancarlo Esposito and it got in Michael McKeon. But not poor Rhea Seahorn. That's a crime, yeah. if you ask me. But, but the one actor here who stands out to me is, is Jason Bateman because he's essentially playing the Brian Cranston role from Breaking Bad. Like he's doing all this bad stuff. He keeps getting deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, all to protect his family. I mean, yeah, he didn't win last year, but sometimes they're a year behind. 
I'm I'm going with Jason to win. What? You're going for Jason to win, really? Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not even it's not even a category where I'm questioning it. You just gave a very compelling argument for Billy Porter two minutes ago. And and the, I just have to ask you, Marcus, in that moment you were giving us your your uh, Billy Porter argument, did you believe that that was that your prediction and you've just changed now? Or no, I've had Jason Bateman since he won the I, I think, yeah, Jason is the safe choice because he has won something. And, you know, like Richard Madden is not here because he won the Globe, but that's also not industry. Um, but I, yeah, Jason, I think, is the safe choice. Well, here's my best case for Jason slash Odenkirk, either one of them, and that is they are per perceived as actors, uh, as real working day actors. Uh, this is a peer group award, actors and, and casting agents, et cetera, are voting on the acting award. I'm not sure they, they view Billy Porter in the same light or, or kind of um, in that snub. He's a Tony winner. Well, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, that said, this is uh, as more of a popular vote swing lately. And uh, Billy is uh, uh, is the man of the hour, as Daniel was saying. But also, he just he did deliver a spectacular performance on this show. And Jason Bateman, he's a movie star, too, Jason is. Oh, good point. Okay. But I could also see Jason Bateman and Bob Odenkirk splitting some of the vote. I mean, not that they're on the same show, but they're both kind of like anti-hero dramas, although Better Call Saul skews a little bit lighter at, at times in terms of the tone of the character is, is more comic at times. Um, but like, I, I can see them attracting a similar member of the TV Academy for votes, mm -hmm. uh, where yeah. poses is, is going to be something else entirely. That's, that's going to have its own fan base that, that's going to rally around them. Hmm. And I think I think Joyce made a good point when she said that you know the snubs of the other actors from Pose might actually be kind of a secret advantage because if a member of the actors branch wants to vote for Pose, they've got one shot, and it's best drama actor. So uh, if if there's a, if there's a lot of rallying uh, around Pose, and that show does have a lot of rooting factor, um, then it could all you know be concentrated on Billy Porter. You know, there's all this excessive Game of Thrones love, especially now in its final season. Um, are we just not picking Kit Harrington because the last time we did, we got burnt? So, <laughs> you know, I just, I just don't think. I mean, I don't think it matters since it got 32 nominations. But I, I don't think he did much this season. Like he didn't have much to do. And then, yeah, um, I mean, like you could argue that if they're just gonna check it straight down the ballot, that he could get swept up in it. Mm -hmm. But I I feel like, and also he, he's not against any co-star, like some of his other co-stars in other categories and supporting. Um, but but I feel like, like there are other, like the other competitors he's against have too much going for them for him to overcome that even in a sweep. And, and we know like based on the past seven years or seven seasons they've competed, like they've only ever given an acting Emmy to Peter Dinklage. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. Now we have uh, Marcus. You're a, you're a real this is us uh, fan and viewer. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Milo versus Sterling again. Sterling has been a favorite in the category before. Is this a case now that we're giving up on him because uh, he's the vote could split or his ship has passed? Why no Sterling votes here? They both had exceptional storylines this season. Like Sterling had the whole possible breakup with his wife, and Milo had the whole Vietnam story. 
And if just one of them was in, I think they would have an okay shot. But the fact that both are in, and to me, none of neither one stood out this year. This is like a, a classic vote split situation where both guys are going to get votes, and that's going to hurt both of them. And kind of. But I, I do feel like like fans liked like Milo's storyline more because it went into his Vietnam War background, whereas I know there was a lot of backlash towards like Randall's you know, running for councilman or whatever in Philadelphia and like his drama with Beth. So I think if there is like any advantage between them, I do agree, like they might probably just split the vote. Um, I think it would be more in Milo's favor. Hmm. Yeah, they're that both- That would be interesting. Play. That would feel like a very Barry Pepper moment where if, if Milo ends up <laughs> winning the Emmy uh, out of the two of them. Explain what you mean with the Barry Pepper. Uh, well, famously, a few years ago for the miniseries The Kennedys, uh, he <laughs> and Greg Kinnear were both nominated. Greg Kinnear played JFK, obviously the, the most uh, you know prominent uh, Kennedy in, in the cast. And Barry Pepper was also nominated as a lead actor for playing uh, Robert Kennedy, I believe. Um, and so... I don't, I don't, I don't think everyone was predicting that Greg Kinnear would win. But if anyone was predicting that the Kennedys would win, they were predicting uh, Greg Kinnear, and it ended up being Barry Pepper. I think that's one of the most. That's up there with, um, with, with uh, Ben Mendelsohn's ghost as one of the most. <laughs> and like Ben Mendelsohn, he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, one of the most inexplicably like, and not in inexplicable in the sense that it was a bad performance, but in the sense I don't know how the voters got there from where we thought they were going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that you know, that would be a Milo case. I actually think it's more plausible for Milo than it was for Perry Pepper. Oh wow! Let's explain what we're talking about with with the. Uh... Uh, ben Mendelsohn situation that was uh, well, I guess now two years ago, right? With uh, three, three, I guess, and Kit was nominated uh, in supporting against uh, uh, Mendelsohn, and it was Jon Snow's year on Game of Thrones. It just looked like he, if, if and he had gotten his first nomination, and it looked like, oh my God, this is it's just given the Emmy, and uh, Mendelsohn <laughs> ended up winning for. Uh, will you explain it, Joyce? It was uh, well, his character died in the first season of Bloodline <laughs> and then he was in the second season but mostly you know like in flashbacks you know like as we jokingly like to say the ghost of Ben Mendelsohn mm -hmm. um but yeah I think like everyone and their mother well because that was also the second year of the popular vote now the new voting system so we we're just like Jon Snow came back from the dead this was like his year he's gonna win and it was Ben Mendelsohn I think Peter Dinklage still votes for him that year. I think if, if Kit Harrington yeah. had been alone, Kit would have won. I, I was predicting Peter Dinklage that year, but I, I was not predicting Ben Mendelsohn. Nobody was. And uh, uh, his actual episode that he submitted, it was just a flashback kind of thing. And he was in it briefly, right? Where where uh, Harrington had, his episode was this bravura performance. I think it was the finale. Uh, it was quite spectacular. <laughs> they were not watching the episodes, or at least they were not basing the their votes on the episodes. Well, there's too many episodes for them to watch now. <laughs> yeah. Now there are, yeah. And it was in the case of Mendelssohn, he didn't even show up that year. <laughs> he tried Gold Derby odds. He's like, I'm not going to bother. I know. Well, that's actually uh, one very strong possibility, because we know that has happened in the past, where, where people have looked at the odds, the nominees, and went, ah, you know, and, uh, and all of a sudden, whoops. Uh, or the opposite in the case of poor Kit Harrington, uh, I think we helped uh, inflate his confidence that he was going to win. And as we had heard, he'd flown his uh, 
many members of his family and from Ireland to be there with him for his uh, victory that just didn't uh, unfortunately come to pass. But I think Kit Harrington has a lot to uh, compensate uh, in his career for the lack of that one Emmy. So I think it's a snub he can take. Uh, that said, your prediction, uh, those of you watching this video and listening to the podcast version, your prediction matters too. Can you beat us? Are we right or wrong? Go to Gold Derby, make your predictions. It affects our racetrack odds. And uh, you can beat experts if you are smart enough. Question is, are you? Prove it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.